Welcome to the Everton Army podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Graham, Andrew, and Lee. And uh, well, first of all, welcome back after the Christmas break. And our first game back was against Wolves, and we just got beat two one in disgusting fashion. Um, I was just sitting there watching that game, thinking a, a draw was a bad result for us because we'll regret it in six weeks' time. And we didn't even get a draw; we just got beat. And I just Again, there was just nothing from us. Uh, clueless going forward, too static, no overlaps, no triangles, no breaking the lines, nothing whatsoever. Um, you know, forget the Australia tour and all that stuff that they put out, you know, and our behind closed doors friendlies. Our last game was against Bournemouth, and we did do that afterwards. They saved that up after six weeks of trying to work on stuff, they saved that. Um, Andrew, I'll start with you, mate. Give us your your overall thoughts there, mate, and your your reaction to what you've just seen. Can we go back to Qatar? That seemed genuinely like better. <laughs> uh, yeah, bring back the World uh, Cup. Yeah, that was great. Um, no, I uh, I mean the first half, aside from the Mina moment of brilliance, that was a great header. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I thought we looked pretty terrible. Uh, we yeah. looked about as bad as first half Spurs, which is saying something. Yeah. And then I thought for the majority of the second half, we looked pretty great. We just lacked kind of that finishing ability. We look like peak Brighton of like mm-hmm. 2020, just like all chances and no payoff. Yeah. But I, I know there's going to be a lot of like Frank hate here. And I think a decent amount of it's justified, but I don't think the methodology of how that last goal was scored against us was on Frank. Any manager could tell a team to like play, keep away for six minutes um but don't don't you think like and he was a good team point? could do that a decent yeah. pair of like a back four could do that without any problem mm. carlo could have said do that and they still could have fucked it up that's my thing i don't think that's on frank if you tell a team a very simple seeing out the game strategy that's on them to execute yeah no that's but fair enough, yeah. we we should have i mean gordon should have slotted home mm. once those were kind of tough, but I think you should have taken him on the volley and just gone for it. He just likes to be a little cute with the footwork. Um, and I think Iwobi should have slotted home too. Mm. We really, I mean, that assuming that mistake still happened, we should have had three goals on the board, I think. Yeah, well, we we had a couple of chances actually, and, and Gordon had a couple of chances. Um, yeah. Just lacked any clinical edge and anything really in, in the final third. Um Lee, what was your thoughts, mate? And the midfield in general for me were just completely awful. Um, I don't know how you felt. What? Yeah, I, well, I agree with Andrew. I think the first half was pretty poor. Yeah. Uh, the second half, we absolutely we controlled it. We dominated. Mm. It was just, I mean, it was just so frustrating that we just haven't got that killer, killer final ball and that killer finish because we had well seven, eight shots on target. Yeah. I mean, and we scored, obviously we scored with our first shot on target, so you've got another six on target mm. and you're not scoring. That's not good enough at this level. Yeah. Um, teams, nine times out of ten, will punish you, and that's exactly what happens. Yeah. As for that goal at the end, I don't know what they were doing. Just mm. look the ball out wide. They were, they were playing that cross-field ball from, like, Michalenko to Patterson for, like, yeah. the last 15 minutes. And then all of a sudden, once it went to the 93rd minute, they just stopped trying to do it. Yeah. Like, well, try something. 
Because mm. passing around the back's not gonna do nothing. You're just wasting time. Yeah. It's, oh, it's... If you try and play too safe like that, you know, if you try and play to keep them out, eventually they they'll they'll get one back. It's just it's just how it happens. So you've got to try and go for the win and then come out with a draw. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like it's one of them. Um Graham talked to us about the goals, mate. I mean, the first goal, obviously McNeil, uh nice nice cross in there, and Yeti Mean is just too strong for the defender, gets a nice header, and then obviously talk to us about their goals as well. Um well in regards to the goals, I think Yeri Mina took his header very well from quite a per cross maybe from or per corner from McNeil but you know what he got an assist off it so you can't criticize that too much the plenty of criticism coming up from me believe you me um so yeah I thought yeah I mean yeah I mean a fashion it was great to see him back in the pitch and you know there's a there's going to be a lot of characteristical calls where you know I mean a, we had a pull between us when he went off, none of us got it right, but the fact that he went off happened. But yeah, very good header. Um, and he said they're happy proud of that. Just to get it through his bodies and then bottom corner angled. He showed his class there. You know, his class isn't an issue, it's his his body is an issue. Mm, yeah. Um, in regards then to Wolves goal. Uh yeah, Pedence, so they the corner as well there with Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I, I just don't want to stop me ramble. Sorry. So Pedence yeah, plays a short a short corner. Fair enough. A, a player I absolutely love, Patterson. Ball watches. Takes yep. his eye clean off him. Um, comes in. Matinho eyes up the volley. Sees he's mm-hmm. not on. Again, showing his football and smarts and brilliance. I think I've always thought he's a fantastic player. You know, he's, he's one of those that got away in the bracket with Raquel May and yep. other high flyers like Robert Earnshaw. Um, <laughs> and, and yeah, he, he waits a beautiful ball on. As, as I said, Patterson was ball watching. Patterson comes in. Fantastic finish. Um, and yeah, for that last goal, um, so this, this is going to lead me on to a lot of what, about what the lads is and where I would actually disagree with some things. Mm-hmm. Um, Lapategi, he changed it to five at the back, protecting the draw. He brought on that absolute goat. Uh, and I don't mean goat in a good sense in Triori. He greases his arms, claims he doesn't go to the gym. He fucks me off. No harm to you. I, I just don't <laughs> like him. Um, and you know what? He, he brings him on, and he's the decisive factor. He burns forward, mm-hmm. as he does. Everton's caught. He sticks up the pitch. Yeah, we're, ch- we're chasing a goal. I think that's hilarious in itself, because to think that we're going to score with some of those absolute plebs in the pitches is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're caught up the pitch. Uh, I would love to wring Decore's neck as well, but just the, some of the erratic play he was doing in the eight minutes that he had on the pitch, but you know, I'm not faulting. I'm not going to go there. Um, mm. Ball breaks. It comes down. It's put across the box. And, uh, and oh, God, what's terrible pronouncing his name? Puts a ball into the, into the net. You know what I mean? So like it's... Nori. Yeah, yeah, at Nori. Uh, it just came on five minutes wing back. before that, yeah. Well, that, well, that's it. He changed up the, the, the full back. So, so the right wing back, left wing, wing back. You know, score, James Tarkovsky does not close uh, Traore quick enough. He just doesn't. He stands off. And that's one of the faults in his game. He's very good at reacting and stuff like that. But when he has to think, there, there can be an issue. Mm. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love James Tarkovsky. But that is one of the things that annoys me. 
And what he done there, uh, Mikalenko comes off him, unfortunately. Not Nori uh, manages to, to finish, finish well. Pickford anticipates one thing and has to react to another. Mm. So, but even at that, was two at the back post. Ben Goffrey, player I'm not mad on. He does what I would have done at centre half. He sort of comes in and he just tries to drop into that space and, and and see what he can see what he can do. Sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. But um, yeah, what a way to lose a game. It hurts. Um, it, it hurts a fucking lot to be absolutely honest. Lee and because, me were speaking. Yeah, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, just saying. You know, you know, it, it hurts because. We were expecting things to happen and, and improve. You've had six weeks there to, to work on things during the World Cup. We only had three players in the World Cup. Cody didn't even get a minute. So it's like you've got a full squad there to work on things. And we keep saying, you know, we keep seeing things from the club about this Australia tour. And all. I, I didn't give a shit. I, I'll be honest, I didn't care. Less. Yeah, but they, they have they have to promote and, and no, I, project. No, I, I get that. Like, and project, no, 100%. Mate. And you know what? Yeah. It'd be great here if me and you have different views and we bounce back because we very rarely go against it. But they have to project it's good. You know, we've all been anticipating this. We've listened to podcasts building up this week. We've watched the shape put out by the club. All this, we've discussed it with ourselves, with all their blues on Twitter. You know, where people are actually picking up Neil Mapai and, and saying, oh, this is going to be this, that, and the other. The same issues are there. You know what happened? We went to Australia and we played our fucking level. Mm. And we drew with Celtic. No disrespect to Celtic. You know, this Apparently whole they start... were all over us as well. I didn't watch it, but I think I think they had, you know, the majority well, well, of the game. Were, but then you, you could say that we had sort of a half-strength team, you know, so either yeah. or, but at, at the end of the day, that's our level. Rangers yeah. and Celtic fans will cry to their heart's content, oh, we go in the Premier League and we'll be finishing top four, top six. If you were given time and money, yes, because of the stature of your club, players mm-hmm. will come there, get a fucking grip. Premier League level, we shoot today, we'll shoot today, why we're down there. We yep. are not good enough. And, and Andrew, I have to interject to you as well, because you know what? A lot of that for me is on Frank Lampard and his coaching staff, because again, fucking Dwight McNeil was one of Wolves' best players in the first half. You know, <laughs> his, his signature pass, you know, I, I talk about Ben Godfrey's falling over himself and having to do something in recovery as his signature move. Well, you know what? Dwight McNeil's signature move is playing the ball back. Absolutely shocking. Yeah. Like the Every amount of times time. he got the ball and, and looked to come back. Yep. At the end of the day, he is never going to beat Semedo in a race. He's not. He's not even, like, as I said to you earlier, he's never even going to beat a smeg fridge in a race. Let's face it. He's a good footballer. He's a very good dribbler. He's a very awkward dribbler. I, I, again, I just, you want to play direct. Mary Gray should be in there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Dwight McNeil does not do enough with six weeks off to come into yep. a team that's there that you need to play direct against. Yeah. And again, where's yeah. this fucking, where's this cross? Michaelenko was putting crosses on, but he gets, yeah. the higher up the field he gets, the more of a nosebleed he gets. I'm sorry, there was too much there today. That midfield, I get it, two of them were away at the World Cup, but they, they played today like strangers. It was like a fucking pub team. Yeah. Pulled in a few players. Ghana grew into the game. He was all right. Unana was getting involved, but he was falling over himself. He's trying really good flicks and turns and things that you want to see. But it, it, he's, he's turning into danger constantly that he can't yeah. deal with. Yeah. Alex Obi, you know what I mean? Get Stinker that fucking today. contract out of your head. You were absolutely horrendous. And no harm to His level, let, let's be fair, he started the season very, very well. Mm. Really, really well. Um, at a ridiculous level. And we praised him. 
I have praised him. You know, it's a run of juggies boys that me being this uh, will be fanboy, which I am, but you know what? I'll call any player that's, that's been poor. Mm. He, he, his levels were dropping before the World Cup and he came back today. And I think he's still lying with his feet up somewhere because that just wasn't good enough. I'm sorry, but it just wasn't of a player with the level I expect from him. Yeah. Um, Anthony Gordon, I, 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 I don't know. He's not a right winger. He's right footed, but he's not. He does like he switched over and got on the left and he done some good things. But again, where are the patterns of play? Where are the breaks in the lines? Where's the intelligence? Where's looking up? No, my is not great. I don't really read him that much, but you know what? He, he didn't get anything. He didn't get anything. We were trying to break forward with and, nine and you players. Know what the funny thing is, I thought Mapai had a good game, but what's that saying about your team? But I again, I didn't. I didn't. I thought he tracked back and, and he tried to get involved. But that's... McNeil doing that in our half is the signs of a frustrated striker. So I don't blame him. But he's not good enough. This whole fucking love on all over Twitter and podcasts. Like, you know, oh, we're not playing to his strengths and we're playing uh, to... Uh, Jesus, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's strengths. We're not. Mm. We're not playing to anyone's strengths. We're not even playing no. fucking Premier League football. We don't even know football. what our strengths are, to be honest. We look like a Premier League level football team. We don't. Conceding. John, yeah. conceding is our strength. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. Like, you know what? And that bloody uh, Tarkovsky and Cody are trying to hamper it, but by all means, we'll, 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 we will concede those goals, Andrew. Don't worry. But... <laughs> <laughs> But, but, but I think with saying... the Frank thing, like I think the fact that we created way more opportunities, we're in like dangerous positions, speaks to something of Frank's efficacy. I'm not saying he's perfect or that he's like the second coming of Carlo, but I do think over the past several months, we've looked completely inept and incapable of getting into a scoring chance position. And today we just couldn't finish, but we got into positions that we haven't been in 60, 90 yeah. days. Yeah. And they do, it looked like, classic Potter where mm. there were these really nice like moments. It, there weren't like the seamless and silky passages of play, yeah. but they got the ball where it needed to be except for that last little yeah. bit. They'd win the ball back forcefully with the high press. Get us... The high press. Yeah. yeah. I, I think there were things that were working. I just, I don't think I know it, it sucks, but I think, um, I think Fred, have you guys watched Brooklyn nine, nine? Oh Yeah. Do you remember the episode where they did the George R. Martin um, ripoff? Uh, he said he pulls. I think Frank pulls in terms of the <laughs> players that we can get. And we'll see that in the next 30 days. I could be eating crow here. Hopefully. But hopefully. I think there is a Frank factor that we might get a better class of player now that mm. we have an unrestricted window, seemingly. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll come back to that Frank point because uh, I, I don't trust them moving forward with any transfers, and I'll, I'll tell you why in a minute. But I just want well, to throw some stats if, at you for, just for a sec. Yeah. Before yeah. you do that, though, as you're yeah, mentioning stats, if if someone can find these stats for me, that would be fantastic. But you know what? Of our seven chances, okay, so I can basically I remember um, two uh, two free kicks just off the top of my head here, and I remember two maybe Gordon should have done better with. Yeah. Neil Mapai, all I can remember is one chance from outside the box. Mm. He was breaking away and he had zero, zero pace. But when, so, like, how many of those chances fell to our centre forward None. in the box? So, we have one None. outside. So, so, what's he doing? Where's his movement? Where's his teammates to find him? Where are they working on it? Again, there's so many flaws I find. Yeah. And I but might the be problem wrong. when he's dropping like deep and he's Harry Kane to pick up the ball. Aye. But then, with him dropping deep, I said earlier that I think that's the only frustration. 
and I, he's a hot-headed player, so you can't really fault that enthusiasm. But where's the work in the box? And this is all season, and this is where I'm, I keep finding issues, and this is where I'm getting very frustrated. Yeah. Where is the, where are these bottoms to play to play into him? Mm. We don't play to any striker strength. We don't have an attacking strength. Yeah. It's fucking infuriating. Oh, and th- and this is where I have this issue, and this goes down to all the coaching staff for me. It, it just completely does. Yeah. What, yeah. what are you doing? Like Lampard's sitting there looking disgusted and seasoned, and I would too, and I feel for him. I want them to succeed, but I feel that he is not going to... Well, this is the thing too. He's fucking playing with some absolute shit out there too, so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, here's some stats for you, and pretty damn on stats at that as well, because... It's uh we've only picked up four points from our last eight games in the Premier League and we've lost six of the last eight there, which is relegation form. Um it, it, I don't care what anyone says, that's that gets you going down there. Um yeah, I just the last time Wolves did, and this is horrible, the last time Wolves won an away game was against who? Where? You nailed it. It's why, um why do we Everton, do stuff like that? Connor Cody? Yep. That's it. Why do we do stuff like that? It just pisses me off. I just don't. For the lulls. Shite, that's right. Yeah, it's disgusting. But, but, but here's the thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll, come, I'll come back at you with a few stats here. Like, but we, we scored 12 goals and we've conceded 19. Is, if that keeps going, you know, the law of average over 38 games, mm. uh, you know, not many of them are going to be ones. What we three ones, five yeah. draws, eight defeats. Well, Kilman and Collins, and no O'Prime, Maldini and Nesta. I mean, we couldn't fucking... Collins, oh door. my. Honest to God, what? There, there like, are very few centre-halves that I would rate lower than Collins in the Premier League. Yeah. And it's disgusting. Actually, for, for about the 10 minutes that Neil Mapai actually stood on him, was where mm. you see Mapai actually have a bit of fortune in the game. Yeah. He's, he's fucking dross. Yeah. Young, but he's dross, you know what I mean? And mm. Well, you put dross and dross together, you just, I don't know. The defenders yeah. usually when they won that. Yeah, Andrew, just just going back to your point, mate, about the transfers and things like that, it and you know, giving Lampard time to build something. I Lampard for me, I I don't trust him in January because he brought in Deli Ali. Look how that turned out. Van der Beek was another supposed master stroke, and that turned mm-hmm. out to be shit. You know, we've got Mopai, McNeil. That that's enough red flags there for me to say. Do you know what? I I I've seen enough. Like, yeah. This could seem apologetic, but he had less than 20 hours to do the Deli Alley and Van de Beek deals. Like yeah. there was fuck all. He had to do something. Mm. Uh, I assume, you know, he probably saw that like Delhi might still have something. The also the numbers on that deal were incredibly favorable. So if he didn't turn out great, no problem. We don't play him. We don't pay. Yeah. Uh, if he does turn out great. Oh my God. Amazing. If we end up paying, you know, the full sum of 40 million, that means he's had one of the greatest seasons of his career. Yeah. Vandebeek, I think, is unfortunate. Um, and I think United is kind of feeling the same way about him. Like he's not what they thought. And I think that's kind of the the thing that uh Graham always says about Air Devise players, like it just they don't always come off. And I think yeah. he might be one of those. Um yeah. now the McNeil, Mopai, and all that. Mopai, I believe, was the last signing of the window, if I'm mm. not mistaken. And he was yep. like a deadline day deal. Yep. I think that was the club. McNeil, I kind of feel, I don't know why this could be completely unjustified because I'm absolutely full of shit. McNeil feels more like a Frank decision to me 
And I oh, yeah, don't 100%. quite understand why out of all of those, he seems like the most like Onana and McNeil seem mm-hmm. like the ones like Frank's like, I want them. I need a dead ball specialist because Townsend is fucked. Yeah. Um, oh, that was his boy. Yeah, that was that was the guy who, he said, like, you know, and you could see him, you know, in the preseason friendly we had against Kiev and, and how much love he had for um, yeah. McNeil. It was like, it just doesn't make sense. Like why you'd. And Onana, we saw that, you know, interview where he was verbally filleting him. Um, That was uh, a completely different story. But like, I just, I think this is the first real window where there's no financial restriction other than the club's actual regular budget, not FFP. Mm. Like how much money we actually have to spend. And Frank's got time. Mm. And I don't think that was true for last January or last June. Yeah. That's Um, where I I feel like just, I want to see one more and then past judgment and you know yeah i'll be honest with you i think it's too late by then i'll be honest yeah i do i, I think we're already down lee what's your thoughts mate do you think we're banging trouble oh we're banging trouble yeah i don't think i mean if there's a blue out there who thinks we're not going to be in a relegation battle then mm. give me your drug dealer's phone number because i want to <laughs> that there, all right you go to crooked john <laughs> his stuff is the best <laughs> Now, I think we're in trouble, but I, it's that old saying, isn't it? Um, you just hope there's three worst teams in the league, and I think I think we're lucky well, this year. It is. Well, I'll I'll show you another stat, right? So we, we got beat by Leicester, we got beat by Bournemouth, and we got beat by Wolves. Each time we got beat by them, they were all in the bottom three. And we're, we're thinking, praying, you know, hoping that there's three teams worse than us. But there's the evidence. We've just got beat by teams who were in a worse position than us. Well, it's all, our next game is against the team that's definitely not in the top bottom three. Yeah. Oh. It's um, it's it's looking grim. It really is, and I'm I'm scared. Like, and I I just don't get the club whatsoever. Like, what what are they doing? Um, if they are backing Lampard, they need to back him and seriously back him in January. But I, for me personally, I, I'd have done it while the World Cup was on that I got rid of him because that's plenty of time to bring someone in and work on something fresh. But having said that, it's, you know, I don't make the decisions and we can all sit here. But Lampard, to me, and I said it to you the other day, Graham, he's turning into Martinez in the interviews. He is. He's just, he just is. He's coming up with all kinds of crap. And I'm thinking to myself, stop it. Uh, I... I did City. I thought that was a wee bit harsh. I get where you're coming from. I don't want to because we haven't even seen I, I, any good evidence of. Like with Martinez, we've seen what he was about and it went sour. But with Lampard, we haven't even had that honeymoon period of nice football. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. We, we've had like what leads and a few other performances, Palace, but um, West Ham this year. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought Martinez was a bit of a, a dreamer. You know, it doesn't exist in, in the same realm of normality or reality as us. But <laughs> I think Lampard is a realist. I just think he's. Hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I think he's just. He's, he's a, a, a lessand. He just doesn't. He doesn't know what to do. But he, he is good at, at at bringing the the fans back up. Like when I listened to his press conference this week, I was like, you know, that old. Uh, I thought I was out, but they pulled me back in, you know? Mm. Uh, yeah, well, we can't Sal do that again a... this year. No, like no, I, I I, know, but listen to him. He, he gave me a bit of faith, and I was like, right, no, you know what? And, and, yeah. and they begged us up, and they had six weeks. Let's let's see. Let's see what we can do. And we've actually, 
That's we've actually regressed. Down. I yeah. thought we regressed today. Um, it's fucking dire. Like we've got Man City next. Mm. Man City against that performance. We're four and all down. Twenty minutes in. Um, That's being kind. We've then got yeah, <laughs> and we've got well, man, yeah, but we've got. Brighton then is home, and that's not going to be easy. Brighton have chemistry. I mean, yeah, chemistry. They know how to play, and they will tear our shape apart. Yep. We're then away to uh, Old Trafford then in the FA Cup mm. and the 6th of January. And you know what? With Rashford and stuff back on form, there's a feel-good. Ronaldo's out. So, you know, Bruno Fernandes, he, one of the things I used to say to a lot of Manchester United supporting friends of mine was when Ronaldo came in, they destroyed a really good thing that Ronaldo or Man United had, which was Fernandez, yeah. in my opinion. I think yeah. it's, it did it. It just managed to damage his, his sort of feeling and his flow with the club. But, but he did get a bit back there coming this season. But you know what? With Fernando out, he's going to feel like the big dick again. And I think he's going to be right down there. And I just see United, United maybe not making a burst for the title by any means. No, but I think they're going to really improve second half. I think yeah. Rashford will be so pivotal to that too. He just... I don't know. Yeah. I have a feeling, a feeling about him, and, and the numbers are there too. Um, we've then got Southampton here fighting for their lives. Yep. With a new manager as well, it's not going to be good against the club that's on their knees. And then we've got West Ham. We've got Moyes, who's away. Yeah, West Ham and and then and Arsenal, after that, and, Arsenal and then Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's I taking us straight West up to Valentine's. Out of all of those, I London Stadium is nothing to me. I just meh. Yeah, uh, but I just don't have confidence in us, mate. That's my problem. Well, this is it. Like, this is why today was so important, in my opinion. Like, you had the opportunity, they were there for the taking, and Wolves felt like I felt like they were playing like they were there for the taking because they weren't really, you know, fully going for it. And um, and we've we've rolled over to them like we've just, you know, we did we just didn't even do anything. Like, you know, passing it around the back in ninety the ninety third minute. We're into extra time and we're passing it around the back. There's no agency whatsoever. There's no like contingency plan to just lump it forward whatsoever. And I know, all right, you've got Mopai up top and stuff, but I just, I just can't get around this club. We fucking sold Brazil's number nine to bring Mopai in, and I'm just depressed. I, I just don't know where to go with anymore. But you look as well the way we were playing. Nothing was working at the right hand side. We weren't the left hand side was so open for us, but it just fell right on the. Their advantage, as I was saying, with McNeil going on this meeting, but you know, whenever the right hand sides are opening out, opening up, you had a Wobby sort of coming out and trying to get involved as per as he was. Mm. Gordon started stepping up his game, but when Patterson got that overlap and started to play his game instead of being penned on and being in congested play, which does not, he can't play congested, but it doesn't suit him. Yeah, I'm actually going to say this now, too. I absolutely fucking love Patterson, I love his energy, I think he's going to be fantastic, but. When he started getting that overlap, and no harm as well, actually, Anthony Gordon, some of your balls, they, uh, Nathan Patterson were fucking criminal. Yeah. Not good enough. Not yeah. good enough. You know, he's nearly There's having to tackle. He won the ball a few times. The overlap and Gordon and pass it behind them. Yeah. Even Gordon there is just a millisecond in his movement. But again, I think Gordon's going to be a very, very good player too. So I'm not slating him. He, but I'm just saying, some of the, he just needs to sharpen it. He still managed to play that overlapping ball. But when Patterson was getting up there and he's a wicked foot on him. Yeah. He should be our fucking main asset for where we are at the minute because this fucking myth of let's do stuff out the left-hand side, mm. get over it, just lock it down because it's shite. It just does. Like, Michael Angle's a defensive fullback. Yeah. He's not good enough. 
Gray came on today and I was like, thank God Gray's coming on. And sadly, I was still waiting to see him. I was waiting to see him around the 60-70 mark. And he started popping up then. But you know what? Give Gordon that left-hand side. Let someone else play those wee balls on. Let, let, let Gray play them because uh, yeah. Dwight McNeil isn't good enough on the right-hand side. I yeah. say it all the time. I don't get the signing. Um, so, yeah. But we need to play Morty Patterson's strengths and, and that right-hand side because his overlap is probably our best asset at yeah. the minute with the Wobies yeah, I mean, form and the fact yeah. that the rest of it's shite. Um, we're playing five passes to get the ball across the field. Yeah. So fucking slow. slow, negative, lethargic. It's, it's just Tom Cannon so came I, on far too late as I, well. Yeah, yeah. Him and uh, him and uh, what him and Decorey got on in the eighty second minute. Mm. Wow. That was just Cat- something I couldn't understand because, I mean, I know the midfield wasn't great, but it's just a guy was our best midfielder, and he takes yeah. him off. Mm. I mean, but he wasn't even that great either. He wasn't yeah. the best no, he wasn't, midfielder, but he wasn't great. I mean, I know I'm agreeing with you though. Yeah. Yeah, it should have been Onana for me in that. In that yeah, one. it should have been because obviously a Wobi, you can play him, you can throw him virtually up front if you wanted to, or on the wing. Mm. To just bring, I mean, I don't have no issue bringing Jacore on because he's a big lad. Yeah. Lump, lump the ball into the box, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. But I just didn't understand him coming on for a Jessica because, it's, yeah. As I say, he wasn't fantastic. None of them were, but. He wasn't. He was. He definitely wasn't the worst player on the pitch. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, and the difference for me was, you know, you could see the difference in the the quality coming off the bench. I mean, Wolves didn't even break sweat, and then they've got subs to bring on there. Mateus Nunes, you know, Adama Traore, Gonzalo Guedes, whatever, however you say his name, you know, Jimenez, who is ready to come on. They've got players there to bring on. What have we got? Even the irony there of that as well is that Decore, we came on for Ghana. Decore was involved in us losing the ball or not retrieving the ball up the field. And it would have been Ghana probably helping to break up what actually happened on that break. Yeah. So, you know, again, down to the coaching, down to the choices. If we're flying high and the chemistry's right and it's just all falling into place, Lampard gets the plaudits. That's why he's the manager. That's why he gets paid the big bucks and it's his name over everything and He's top dog. But you know what? When it's shite and when things like that are happening and you can actually tie it to any form of coaching, substitution, anything, it's your job to take that shite. I'm sorry. So, mm. yeah, there, there, there's so many flaws. I'm sure we'll break it down on a bigger pod. But uh, as an instant reaction, this this hurts. This, this is it really, does. really fucking me off. Well, yeah. I said it to you last night, Graham, didn't I? This was a must not lose. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I said to you that all day, though. This was a must one. A draw yeah. wasn't good enough for me. Mm. It's not. We would have been 16th if we drew. Yeah. Fuck off. You enough. know what I mean? Yeah. You're at home. I'd, I'd, I'd take a fucking point right now, though. Yeah. <laughs> fucking no. At home, you're playing like the away team, like you said, Graham. And there's just no alpha dog in us. And, you know, we, the game's there to be won. Take the game to them. And we're waiting and waiting and waiting for something to happen. And eventually they score and get the winner. It's It's just pathetic. Wolves were kicking the fucking shite out of us all over the pitch. Yeah. They kicked us everywhere. Yeah, the only did, player yeah. I seen today be any sort of fight. Mm. A wee bit from Turgasco. Uh, Patterson. Nathan Patterson. Patterson's Patterson. the only one game. He'd give it a is back. Is he big, by the way, or is that Wolves player like Mopai sized? I six six footers on. He's tall. Okay, because he loomed over him when he shoved it. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, he's a big lad, Patterson. Yeah. He's he's good, like. 
But uh, yeah, yeah just I so just to bust yeah, in, I think we actually we did play well and it was just them last five minutes. As soon as that board went up and it came up five minutes, mm. we start we were playing like we were four nil up. Yeah. Just playing it back, and you're yeah. just like, no, where's the agency? Like, yeah. Just I think maybe Frank got gun shy with how like end to end it had been mm. for the last like 10 minutes, and he was just like, you know what? We're asking for it. Fuck it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's just depressing. Now Wolves there, you know, one point behind us now. Um in eighteenth. We're sitting in seventeenth with Man City next. You know, Southampton Forest in nineteenth, twentieth. I, I just I am I am shit scared. There's an interview after the game there where you know a lady from Amazon's asking Lampard, "Are we in a relegation fight?" Because we were in we were in one this time last season. He's and he's smirking, saying, "Yeah, we're fully in one like that." That's 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 bad news. That's really bad. Yeah, I I don't think he's smirking. I think it's funny. I think he's just in disbelief. I think he's shocked. But you're like, we're not. We've seen it. We've seen it coming. As much as we've tried to big things up, and I've said before, we're not fools. But we're not going to come on a pod all the time. Well, they're not going to. I tell you, come on all the time and cry misery and that we're shite. But we try and find the positives and things. But we're all very well aware from the from the most incompetent to the most intelligent football fans or Everton fans, and I mean that respectfully, we all know that it's not good enough. And we all looked at it. And when we made some of these signings, we were all like, oh, okay, he can do this. But we're all sort of, you know, under the covers going, Jesus, right, yeah. okay. I wonder how this is going to work. With some of them, not all of them. Mm. But, um, yeah, just just in what I've seen today, we're not Premier League level. No. I have Sorry. a controversial opinion. And I'm not Go saying this is like a hot take. Or anything. I'm not trying to provoke a response. I weirdly think that this is a good thing that it happened when it did, because the city one, everyone expects us to lose. I gotta imagine everyone from top of the club to bottom expect us to lose. This one, I think they expect us to draw or win, which would have maybe incited the board to kind of keep their powder dry for the window. And this proves that they cannot. So I, if we stick think... with Frank, I agree with yeah. you, John, mm. that if we were gonna fire Frank, that should have happened. It didn't. So now we've got to back him, is my opinion. And now it shows that we have to back him. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, just before can I, can I end, just, there? Yeah, go on, mate. You go. No, I was just going to say, I think you're giving the club way too much credit, mate. Nothing will happen. If you wait, you're sitting waiting for something to happen, it just won't. I mean, no, I mean, like getting kudos for 40 mil, like actually splashing that cash. Yeah. That kind of thing. No, I, I get that. I expect to happen yeah, than yeah, I yeah. would have if we had won this game because I feel like that those like little like it's not that bad, is it? Wins mm. in like kind of cause them to go, well, maybe we don't have to go nuts this way. Yeah, window. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I think we do, and I think this proves it. Yeah. I say I Andrew, I say this back respectfully. I'm not trying to catch you by any means, right? Um <laughs> but would you have said that after the second form of defeat? What that is good that it happened when it did, yeah. Because I, I might have, but then probably would you have said yeah. that. Would you have said that in the cup against Bournemouth? I might yeah, have then as well. You, you know what I mean? Because that was our third defeat in a row. Yeah, you know, we're in a row. It's five defeats in a row now. We're on. You might have said it against you know Leicester that woke us yeah. up. Yeah, and you I just think the I, the context, like how that. close it is to the window, very specifically, like we're right there. Yeah, I get that. Front of mind. That's all. And, and look, I'll even put a question back to you, though. Uh, if this game was after Bournemouth, do you think Frank was gone? And do you think we would have capitulated and be lying in the bottom three? That's a good question. If this had happened before the World Cup break, after Bournemouth, yeah. 
I think Frank's gone because then City's next. Yeah. You know, if somehow the break had happened differently. Yeah. No, I think if yeah. there was one more non, I don't want to say free hit, it's just, it is what it is. Like and if anybody City. here thinks that Brighton's going to be a, uh, oh, Brighton will be a an opportunist game for us. Machine, you're yeah. off your fucking tits. And the, the Amex is, the best is rough to play. Ever. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. like, I, I get what you're saying. I respect what you're saying. I respect your opinion. Personally, just, and I know you don't want to spark a reaction. You wanted to make a statement. But that's like a red bull day, or red flag a bull with me, mate. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> no, I, I just, uh, I'm just going to repeat what I said again. I get it and I respect it, but I, I just can't get on board with that because. Mm. that shit happens before and that's the ones where we scrape like they draw against forest or we scrape a one again and a, and a per west happen. like you're lucky and yes they're more positive uh warning signs but you know we're sitting in homer simpson's nuclear plant here we have an alarm going off for like the last three months <laughs> do you know what i mean it's yeah it's yeah. like alert you know you're you, you ever see that friends episode where the fire alarm goes off and like joey touches the floor and he's like yeah we still got time we got right, time. They're, in, yep. they're in those cozy chairs that's fucking Everton, but the fire's yeah. all around us, and we're still watching Baywatch. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So, yeah, I just think timing is everything. That's kind of the main crux of my argument is like it's so close, and I think mm. that's kind of the ammo that Frank might need to say, You see what I have, you assholes. It's almost like yeah. that. What was the uh preseason game where he made no subs? Like, this kind of feels mm. like that. Like, right, yeah, look at this. bullshit. I need help. Mm. But Andrew, in regards to Everton and timing, our fucking watch has been broke since the mm. 80s. Yeah. So, you know what? It's Big Nev said it well. He says, Everton have conned us into accepting mediocrity. You know, you've Leon Osman there and everything and Amazon saying, you know, oh, we're a top six, top eight club and that's where we should be. I'm sorry, but I'm cut from a different cloth, even though I'm supporting Everton after the 80 days, obviously, because supported started supporting Everton in their early 90s. But you know what? My expectation of what we are and what we're doing are very opposite ends of the spectrum. And I am just sick to fuck with this. The machinery and everything. I'm not making this a fucking party political broadcast of the 20th anything like that because I'm not a member of any of that. It's just not good enough. And I'm fucking scunnered. And I can't wait to go fucking nuts after Man City, after Brighton, after United, after Southampton, and after West Ham and mm. say, where the fuck are we going? Yeah. because that's how i feel but you know what i appreciate your views and stuff too because if i didn't have your optimism mate, i'd probably be smashing my head off a fucking wall <laughs> yeah i mean yeah on on that note lads we'll we'll uh, wrap it up i don't think there's too much to say apart from just fuming and swearing to be oh. honest me included because go ahead lee do you want to just one quick question to all of us go ahead you spoke about farewell there yeah um, Obviously, he didn't pick this manager. He was brought in after Lampard yep. as part of the strategic review. Um, if you were him, would you be saying to the board, I want it. I want to go. No, no. Yeah, what fucking no, no. Because he was at Wolves. Or I want Lepetegi. Or I want... Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. Lee. No, I, I don't <laughs> think... It has to be Thelwell. Like, I don't care. Like what? Because then he's got like at least somewhat of a plan, even though it might not be a fully-fledged plan. At least he... He's got an idea in the back of his head, which is more than what the board have got, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I mean, but, they, but even that, the fact that we're talking about it now and not fucking six weeks ago, like, it, it should have happened. But, yeah, we're bang in trouble. Next game against Man City on the 31st of December, um, away, and then Brighton. So, yeah, we are in trouble. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's all we've got to say for that one, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, happy Christmas uh, to all our listeners too. <laughs> I, hope, I hope this hasn't ruined it too much. Um, hope I haven't ruined it too much, Jesus. I'm sorry, and thanks for putting up with our trouble. Yeah, up the toffees. See you later, boys. I'm, I'm not going that far, now. Just happy Christmas. Fuck the toffees <laughs> the moment. <laughs> And actually, just just before we sign off, um, I'll insert a little clip here to Dave's little soundbite of what he thinks of the game as well. So, here's what Dave thinks. Yeah, obviously very disappointing. Um, I mean, now you're getting to the point of no return with Lampard. I think that match there today was for the taking. Um, and to come away with no points, uh, you know, maybe it's different on, on a day where we're a little bit more clinical. But to come away with no points is is worrying. Um, we're definitely in the shitter again in a relegation fight, be a dogfight this time around. And, you know, somebody who's probably going to be down there with us just beat us today. Um, and then looking forward, you know, you got City away and Brighton at home, which I wouldn't fancy us for either of those. So I think the clock really is ticking on Lampard probably now. Even though the players have done themselves no favors, I think the clock's probably ticking for him in terms of coming to the point of no return. But, um, yeah, I mean, those last three minutes are just a microcosm of what Everton has been for the past seven, eight years, six, seven, eight years, and, and what Everton probably will sadly continue to be. Um, you have your center halves passing the ball between each other for six or seven passes. The crowd obviously getting on their back, um, rightly so, but they're playing it safe amongst each other, these square passes, um, because there is no forward movement. There's no forward plan. There's no situational thinking. Wolves have 10, 11 players behind the ball. How do we break them down while not leaving them space in behind us, which they can counterattack into? And so you have your two center halves keeping the ball amongst each other, six, seven passes, boom. And then when it goes forward, it's just there's no thought process behind it. It's just let's take the chance. Let's go forward. And then when we do take the chance, we fail absolutely miserably. Um, For me, those three minutes right there, from everything from the square passes to the no forward movement, no forward plan to taking the chance and fail miserably. It's just a microcosm of what Everton have been under Farhad Mashiri for the past seven or eight years. So, yeah. Bit crap today. Um, bit crap overall. Just the same old cycle. We're stuck in it, going round and round. Now it's time for a quick word about our sponsor, Manscaped. Big thank you to the guys over at manscaped.com for sending some products for us to check out. Manscaped are the best in the business when it comes to men's below the waist grooming products. I can tell you from my own personal experience, I've used it on my beard actually, and I'm blown away by how cool and how good this lawnmower 4.0 is. You really do make precision engineered tools for your family jewels. And it basically looks like an F117 stealth bomber for your balls. It looks that good and comes with its own little wireless charging stand, which looks like something Batman would use. So yeah, it's pretty sick. The performance package 4.0 has arrived and it's a game changer. Inside you'll find a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the weed whacker for your ears and nose, crop reserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxes and the travel bag to hold all that good stuff. The ball deodorant especially guys is an absolute game changer by the way, you need it, trust me. The lawnmower 4.0 is the future of grooming and it's waterproof. 
Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 also has a 4000K LED spotlight if you need a more precise shave. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear, and ear trimmer. And the Weed Whacker is also waterproof and also has Manscaped skin safe technology as well which helps reduce nicks, snags and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped box, Boxes and Travel Bag. It's time to take care of yourself, so join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. With this exclusive offer for you, get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code EAW20 at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to the Everton Army podcast. If you like what you've heard, then please share it with your blue friends and family. And don't forget to rate, subscribe and review the show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help us out as we build this thing up. You can always catch us on Twitter by searching for at EAW podcast. And if you have anything else you'd like to discuss, you can reach us via email at EAWpodcast at gmail.com.